across the UK. Overnight with Martin Kelman. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico You got to be in so much to see in Mexico yeah, that's where we're going now, to Campeche in Mexico, and uh, a warm welcome to uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, many thanks for joining us. Very good evening to you. So, uh, we're going to do a bit of a Venezuela special, because uh, Venezuela's been in the news uh, this week. They had a referendum there. Uh, they're claiming uh, two-thirds of uh, Guyana. Um, that it's actually should be Venezuela, it's rightfully Venezuelan. Um, but we've talked about Venezuela in the past, so let's uh, let's start with a bit of a, a, a recap as to what's going on there, because they've had yeah, hideous economic problems, inflation, etc., uh, etc. Et yeah, we've talked a little bit about doing a Venezuela special for a while, and it seems that this week is the deigned week, given that. Uh, they may well actually be, I mean, it's no understatement, I think, to say that there is a serious, significant chance of war breaking out between Venezuela and, and Guyana. And uh, that's not taken place in Latin America for uh, for nearly a century. Um, and it's all based fundamentally on the economic problems that Venezuela has and its obsession with oil. If you go back to the 50s, between the 50s and the 80s of the last century, actually Venezuela was basically a model economy, had one of the highest standards mm. of living in Latin America until, as oil prices do, they rise and they fall and it collapsed in in the 1980s. Uh, remember that Venezuela has the largest known oil reserves on earth. Oil is everything. Uh, in the country uh, at the time, obviously, then with the price uh, declining, poverty increased, as did social instability. And that's where we get the emergence of this unique figure called Hugo Chavez, uh, who was an officer dissatisfied with the abuses of the political class. And he led a failed coup, did prison time, reemerged as a socialist political figure and won the presidency in 1998, which is where we have what's referred to now as the Chavista presidencies. Uh, that Maduro is still part of. At that point, he heavily started funding social programs, which was funded again by oil. Oil went up during his time from 1999. It went up from $8 a barrel to, when he died in 2013, $100 a barrel. Mm. And that funded absolutely everything. And socially, it really worked. I mean, there was a period of time where Venezuela was flying. GDP doubled, unemployment more than halved, poverty fell from over 50% to just under 30%. But as all this was happening, the problem was that there was so much money that there was basically endemic corruption uh, in government. And any idea of sound economic policy or, or importantly, again, with oil, maintaining the infrastructure of oil exploration and extraction completely flew out of the window. And then a couple of things happened, which basically led to the beginning of the issues that we have now. The hugely charismatic and popular Chavez was diagnosed with cancer and died. And oil prices. Yep, you guessed it. They fell. Mm. Uh, in, in comes Nicolas Maduro, handpicked by Chavez, but nothing more than an acolyte, not a smart guy, not experienced, and it basically grown fat on corruption and abuses uh, within that, the party. And at that point, everything completely starts to go wrong. There's no money, but expenditure continues, um, and it leads to massive inflation, which then becomes uh, hyperinflation, and the levels of inept economic management uh, are really the likes of which are wholly unseen in the 20. 20- 
uh, in the early 21st century. The statistics of the last 10 years are crazy. Between 2013 and 2019, the Venezuelan economy has shrunk by two thirds. In 2018, inflation hit 130,000 percent. Wages went from, get this, $175 a month, an average of $175 a month to $2 a month. Medicals became non-existent. Diseases which had been thought wiped out uh, emerged again and people left. In their millions, between a fifth and a quarter of the population of Venezuela have left the country in the last 10 years. It's an economic collapse, the likes of which we, we just don't see outside of a a war-torn country. Yeah. Do, I mean, do we have actual starvation in Venezuela? I mean, there is now ask because I'm reading a book about North Korea and it goes through the, the famine of the 90s and it's an absolute horror story. You know, you read about people dying in the streets of uh, starvation during that famine. And I'm just wondering if, I mean, you can't, you know, it's almost hell on earth reading about North Korea. You can't really, it's very hard to uh, visualize just how hellish that is. And I'm just wondering if that happens in Venezuela. I think you definitely have severe malnutrition and people obviously really struggling. I think sometimes the thing about famine is that does, is that what you, you know, get put on your death certificate? If you die of that, it tends to be, you know, if you're at that level of stuff, either you don't get a death certificate at all or probably something else gets put on it like you've had, I don't know, mm. pneumonia or something else. Um, my experience of uh, Venezuela is of extreme poverty, especially in urban areas where people don't have access to maybe, you know, growing their own food or having their own animals and so on. And that is about as stark a, a visual experience, if you like, as I have had in my life in terms of seeing the kinds of things that we're used to seeing on television, which approximate to famine and starvation mm. and then the, the now we've got we had this referendum on annexing two-thirds of uh, Guyana and uh, Maduro has ordered uh, immediate annexation and exploration of oil reserves uh, and you reckon that uh, the war is on the horizon so I, I just don't see so I think we, we have to look at Maduro's motivation for this and Maduro's motivation for this is twofold. One, it's because it's a hugely oil rich uh, region that he wants to, in his mind, uh, take back. Uh, and then the second thing is, well, you know, why is he doing this and why is he doing this now? And it is because he feels really deeply vulnerable in terms of his position, some of the concessions he's had to make to the US in terms of next year's presidential election, uh, which is supposedly, hypothetically, going to be a free and fair uh, election, which absolutely is not going to take place. So, you know, him pushing this nuclear button now, I just don't see how he can step back from this precipice uh, to have gone as far as he's gone. I mean, say we had the referendum on Sunday and again, hypothetically, 95 percent of people voted in favour of taking back this region of Essequibo. Um, so he could have just let it sort of drift there for a little bit. But immediately he ordered the maps of Venezuela to be redrawn, to be sent into schools, to be sent into homes. And at the very same time, the next day he gave a speech ordering the state oil companies to go into the country and start exploration. That is massively ramping up uh -huh. the ante. I don't see how he can he can then suddenly turn and scarp a tail between his legs and say, sorry, it was a mistake. 
Um, uh, and, and actually, we, we've had a, uh, an incident which luckily didn't lead to anything else. But a couple of days ago, six Guyanese military personnel disappeared in the jungle. There was a helicopter crash. And for a while, for a few hours, the, the great fear was that it had been the first military skirmish in the region, because although it's a jungle region, both militaries are now heavily present there. And all it takes it, you know, as we know from, mm, yeah. uh, from, from history, it doesn't necessarily take both sides wanting to go to war. It takes some kind of accident, something going wrong, and then the other side having to retaliate. And that's very much where we are now. Yeah. As you, we know that, as you say, from history and also from, uh, Dr. Strangelove, the uh, movie as well. Um, but, you know, some of us take our, our knowledge from history rather than movies. Um, however, one uh, sort of byproduct of all this is that uh, baseball is flourishing in Colombia because of all the Venezuelan exiles who are now uh, are now playing baseball there in Colombia. Yeah, this, you'd think this is a Colombian story. It's actually not. It's a Venezuelan story. And it, it's fascinating because you would also think that the, the Bogota uh, baseball leagues would be flourishing in the country. But actually, baseball in Colombia is generally a Caribbean affair. It's played on the coasts. It's not played in the in, in the uh, interior of, of the country. So Bogota really doesn't have much of a uh, of a history or, or a baseball heritage uh, there. But this but the Venezuelan uh, arrival, the the diaspora, the amount of uh, Venezuelan exiles who have plowed into uh, Colombia are really driving uh, the, the sport now. I mean, bear in mind that most Venezuelan exiles, which we've spoken about the figures before, have ended up in Colombia. I think it's something like 60 percent of Venezuelans who've left uh, Venezuela have gone to Colombia. Most of those have gone to Bogota and all of them are baseball mad. Uh, and so the baseball leagues in Colombia now are absolutely thriving. Yeah. Amazing. So interesting sort of byproducts you get of these uh, these disastrous events. Um, also, just a few stories we've covered recently. You can update us on uh, quickly. And Nicaragua. We were talking about Miss Nicaragua um, uh, last week. Uh, and Nicaragua now charged Miss Nicaragua's, uh, you know, the organisers of the contest with treason. Yeah, this is the kind of crackdown, actually, that it wouldn't be out of place in, in, in Venezuela, that they have completely in, gone full paranoia in uh, Nicaragua. And they've decided that everybody involved in the Miss Nicaragua, who then won Miss Universe um, uh, organization, is actually plotting against the state um, and has accused them all of treason. So Miss Nicaragua is currently in exile in New York. The head of the organization has been deported to Mexico, where she's now unable to return to the country. And her husband and son have been arrested on treason charges in in the capital, Managua. Right. And uh, another story we covered, the, the mine in uh, Panama that was at the centre of that uh, shooting we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, that shooting by the American Kenneth Darlington. Uh, that mine has been denied permission to proceed by uh, Panama's Supreme Court. Yep, yeah, absolutely. This is where we are now. It's obviously huge news since the killing, the shooting of these two protesters who'd blocked Kenneth Darlington's uh, path and he just got out with a handgun and and shot them in his annoyance. Um, but the Supreme Court of Panama has cancelled the contract for the uh, for the Canadian mine in what is actually a fairly groundbreaking uh, environmental decision. Yes, and uh, the uh, just final story, yeah, the Chilean officer who was accused uh, uh, on the murder of Victor Jara in Chile, uh, that was during the coup in 1973, has been expelled from uh, from the United States. Yeah, expelled from the United States to face trial in Chile 50 years after the murder. We've covered the, the death of uh, British-born Joan Hara, Victor Hara's 
uh, uh, wife in Chile just a couple of weeks ago. And we said, we said at the time that this was likely to happen, but he is now back in Chile, uh, 50 years after the event, uh, about to face trial for the murder of uh, this, uh, this freedom, uh, freedom fighter, musician, cultural activist, one of Chile's, uh, Chile's most famous sons. Yeah, and, and mispronounced by me, uh, Victor Hara, <laughs> not uh, not Jara. I should have known. Um, as always, thank you uh, ever so much, John. Do appreciate it, and, and we'll, we'll talk again very soon. No problem. Take care. Good man. There we go. Uh, John Bonfilio joining us from uh, Campeche in uh, Mexico. Uh, we're going to take.